Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast about love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak, and privates, get out those throbbing members and rip those bodices, because today we're doing a quick and dirty guide to how to write erotica from a master of the genre herself. Hi, my name is Rachel Kramer Bussell. I am an erotica anthology editor, author of How to Write Erotica, and editor of Open Secrets magazine. And I also write essays and articles. Okay, so you've edited more than 60, is that right? More anthologies? than 70 anthologies, yeah. It's a more lot. than 70 anthologies of erotic fiction. You wrote a whole book about how to write erotica, but let's do like a little mini tutorial. Obviously, people okay. need to get the book for the deep dive, but what would be some tips for how to get started? First, I think, you know, find something you want to write about. There's prompts in my book, and some of them are really basic. Like, literally, I can see your living room, so I see these chairs. One of my prompts is write erotica set in a chair or uh-huh. about a chair, and that could be a bar stool. It could be a office chair. It could be any kind of chair. And I like that prompt because usually people are writing about sex in a bed or some other setting. They're not usually writing about a chair. And probably for two people to have, let's say, intercourse in a chair might be awkward, but there's tons of other things you can do in a chair. Someone uh-huh. could be tied to a chair. I've written several restaurant stories where someone is sitting in a chair and something is happening either above the table or below the table. There's just like <laughs> so many things you can do. And I think you could apply that prompt to almost any piece of furniture or any room in your house. Like you could say, okay, I'm going to write erotica set at a desk or in the bathroom or on the roof or in the basement or the attic and, you know, just play with that. Or if you already have an idea in your head, like you saw something on the news about I don't know, a celebrity, or you saw just something, or you overheard something. I mean, I've written stories just based on a Subway ad for, um, there was this TV show, Necessary Roughness, and it was, I think, Oh my God, I was a writer's assistant on that show. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, so I never saw it, and I actually don't really know what it's about, but it's a football term, right? Yeah. So I wrote a short story called Necessary Roughness. I'm going to send you that book. (laughs) that's so funny because I just thought what a perfect erotica story title I don't have to know what this is about in real life to write an erotica story based on this so I love eavesdropping on people's conversations and picking up like a phrase or just a snippet and I'm not saying go eavesdrop and like write down that person's life or go on FetLife and like copy someone's life story don't do that but You can definitely get inspiration from like literally anywhere. I mean, you could go on Twitter, you could go on 
on FetLife or on any dating site. And like, I mean, I'm not on dating apps because I'm in a long-term relationship. But if I was and I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to swipe. This is embarrassing. I don't even know which is left or right, like which is the right, (laughs) the good one and bad one. But if I'm not going to like say yes to that person, maybe like they could prompt an erotica story. You don't have to tell them. I mean, you don't really know that much about them anyway, but maybe just something about their photo or their profile. You're like, I'm going to try to eroticize this. Swipe right on you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Or or take headlines like (laughs) Donald Trump's indictment. I mean. Maybe someone's having like an indictment party and they're like, every time he says indicated, you beat someone or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like Stormy's Revenge erotica. I could see that. Uh, Well, if you go on Amazon, there are a lot of, I'm sure there's Trump, but there's other, I I can't think off the top of my head, but like every election cycle, there are. Oh, I bet. And that actually is reminding me, this site is no longer online, but for a very brief moment in time, I had a website called Sarah Palin Erotica, and it was like (laughs) fan fiction about her because- She was someone who people were just intrigued by. And I was intrigued by just how ridiculous she was. And I thought it would be an opportunity to sort of make fun of that within an erotica context. I think I took it down because I was worried about the Secret Service coming after me or something. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm pretty sure that if you wrote fan fiction about someone very famous and it was good enough, you could get attention for that. There's a famous story called Courtney Cox's Asshole that... What? Actually, it's written by the writer now known as Joey Soloway, but it's it's online somewhere. Oh, really? Tell me about it. It's been so long since I read it, but like, it's about, I think, a woman whose job is bleaching Courtney Cox's <laughs> asshole, I think. Like, like look it up, because it's, it's online, but that... <laughs> Story helped put them on the map, I think, like in some writing circles. So I'm not saying everyone should be writing erotic (laughs) fan fiction, but I think it also, you really have to ask yourself, like, is it coming from a genuine interest in the person? Because I always think that will come across, whether you're writing celebrity erotica or whatever it is. When you're starting out, especially, don't pick a fetish to write about that you hate or you know absolutely nothing about unless you have access to, like, research about it. Like I've written about fire eating and that actually scares me. Like I've seen it in person and I'm fascinated by it, but I actually find it terrifying and I would never eat fire myself. But that pushed me to try to write about it because I wanted to like know what that was like. And I had to do a lot of research to find out how do you put out a fire in your mouth without burning yourself and then make that sexy. So don't try something super complicated like that your first time writing erotica. Like generally, I would say use a fantasy of yours or an interest of yours. Even if the real life interest isn't sexual, you can eroticize it for your fictional purposes. Or you can also take like a terrible experience. You know, maybe you've been waiting online at the DMV for three hours and you want to punch someone and you're just like, ah, is it even worth it? Like, do I need my license? But maybe you can eroticize like people hooking up at the DMV. Nice. Yeah. That will make it go faster. Yeah. Start with something in front of you or something in your life that you're already thinking about and then see what happens as you start writing. Like you don't have to know everything that's going to happen right away. You can figure that out. Yeah, I would think you would want to start from a place of what turned you on because that's the whole 
genre is turning people on. So like, yes, it seems like write what you know. <laughs> I would say write what you know at the beginning, and then you can definitely branch out. I think it's going to be just much harder to write about something you hate or that turns you off. I think that's different than writing about something that maybe you're neutral on. So, you know, I, I don't think you have to choose the thing that's the most challenging to start, like choose something relatively in your wheelhouse and then see what happens. Do you mostly like how erotica works in your personal sexuality? Are you like discovering new things through your writing that you like would want to try or are you like exploring the fantasy through the writing and then you're like I don't even need to try this or do you know what I'm kind of getting yeah at? I know what you're saying I would say in the past I have I've definitely written about things that I was curious about or that I you know I'd heard about and wanted to explore and sometimes those are things that weren't conscious like I wrote a story about a professional submissive and there was daddy play. And I was like, that's weird because that's not actually my personal fetish. But writing the story really turned me on. And I think those can be two different things. Like you can be very into the fantasy of your fictional story and be like, this written down is hot, but I don't actually want to try that. Or it could be the opposite where writing it down makes you realize that you want to try it. I would say now my erotica is more, I wouldn't say it's more cerebral, but it's it's more maybe theoretical. Like it's not uh-huh. directly related to my personal sex life. But I think that's partly because I've been doing it for so long. I've written so much inspired by my own life, either loosely veiled. Like I wrote about my first lap dance, a story called Lap Dance Lust. That is another story that I'm going to say is 100% true. I mean, it's set at Cheetahs in LA and it's like (laughs) me getting a lap dance. And, you know, the woman told me, this is so long ago now. I don't remember what year, but it's probably 20 years ago. She told me about a celebrity who had come in. I did not name that person in the story, but I just dictated what happened. But actually that's not true. I didn't dictate what happened. I think that's another misnomer about both erotic, especially erotica, but also other fiction, people think you just write down what happened and you're done. Uh It's actually really hard to write a fiction about your own life because you're always choosing bits and pieces to include and you're massaging the details and you're using like the craft of writing to tell a story. And I'm going to actually say that applies to essays too. People also think, well, it happened to you. So you just sit down and write it and you're done. And it's super challenging to write an essay Partly, I think, because it happened to you. So you know everything that happened before, everything that happened after. There's so many details you could put in. And you're like, which ones are relevant? And what is the actual heart of what I'm trying to say? So it's not always as simple as write what you know. But if you have had a momentous sexual experience, I think don't feel beholden to all the real details. Like It can have happened the way you write it, but the character it happened to might not be you. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What are your favorite pieces of erotica that other people have written? Like classics. Or maybe not classics. Maybe they're more obscure. They're not like classic classics, but um, there's a book I always recommend. I love it. It's called Secret S-E. It's like the S dot period, dot E, dot period, et cetera, by L. Marie Adeline. It's a trilogy, but the first one is amazing. They're all good, but I loved it because it's this erotic romance, but it's really more on the erotica side about this woman who her life is going horribly, like she's very down on her luck. And this other group of women swoop in and are like, we're going to fulfill your top sexual fantasies, write them down (laughs) and we will make them happen. And she doesn't know exactly how they're going to make them happen. And the reader doesn't either, but they do. And it's so hot. Like there's a scene, I think in the second one where this woman goes into the cockpit of a plane and like does stuff with the pilot, but she's also scared of flying. Like I think why I like it is that the sex is super hot, but it's also literally these women's fantasies coming true. And you're like, that's exactly why people read erotica. I love that. So that one I love. I love Katrina Jackson. I mean, I've read various books of hers. She's a great author. But the ones that surprise me the most are that she has this mafia romance series. And I don't read mafia romance. The violence freaks me out. Like, usually I'm not going to be reading a mafia romance because I was already a fan of hers. I thought, let me try her mafia romance. And it's really sexy. (laughs) Like, I got sucked into the mafia. And even though, yes, you know this man's job is basically being a hitman, you're like, oh, but he's a sexy hitman. Yeah. So... Those two I like. There's a literary novel that is not erotica, but has some of the sexiest writing I've ever read. It's called A Concise Chinese-English Dictionary for Lovers. I don't know how to say the author's name, but it's X-I-A-O-L-U-G-U-O. And I just found it at a bookstore a long time ago in London. And it's about a woman who moves from rural China to London and is learning English throughout the course of the book. And at one point she goes to like a a peep show or like a, I don't think it's a strip club. I think it's a peep show. And so she's describing the women she sees and how sexy they are, but in language that works for her. So she says things like her flower. Whereas if I was reading like a modern erotica book by a native English speaker who was like, oh, her flower, I'd be like, oh, that's so cheesy. But in that context, it totally worked. Oh, interesting. So those are like three that I recommend. I remember being a kid and being like so reading my mom's copy of Bridges of Madison County and being like so turned on. <laughs> I love that. I think like anything could be sexy if it's if you're in the mindset, not anything, but like if you're in the mindset for that and especially if you haven't read a lot of sexy things and you read one sexy thing and like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Totally. As a teenager. This has been awesome. I'm so glad. I feel like I I don't I was trying to think of how I knew of you originally, but I couldn't. I just feel like I've <laughs> I've like known of you for a long time and I couldn't even put my finger on it. 
<laughs> so I'm glad we finally got to do this is my point. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm a big fan of the show. So I was excited to be on. Yay. Um, how can listeners connect with you online? You can visit my website, rachelkramerbustle.com. I have a substack, rachelkramerbustle.substack.com. You can find the best women's erotica series, bweoftheyear.com. I'm on Instagram, rachelkramerbustle. I'm on social the most at Twitter, at Raquel Lita. And also visit opensecrets.substack.com. And please subscribe. And every Monday we'll be posting a new essay. Yay. I hope everyone is sufficiently horny and inspired and ready to take their rock hard number two pencil and write some super fucking sexy erotica. If you write something seriously, let me know. I would be so honored if Rachel inspired you and set you on your erotica journey and I could just be the introductory force, the medium. Thank you so much for tuning into Private Parts Unknown. To get notified of the latest Private Parts Unknown episodes, look down and make sure you're following the show on your favorite podcast player now. It's a bell button on Spotify or on most apps. It's like a follow or a subscribe button. To stay in touch between episodes, follow me at Courtney Kosak. That is K-O-C-A-K on Instagram and Twitter. And follow the show at Private Parts Unknown on Instagram and at Private Parts Un on Twitter. And privates, I am shamelessly trying to hit the top 1% on OnlyFans always and forever. So if you are interested in a Playboy-style peek behind the podcast, you can subscribe to my OnlyFans account. It is OnlyFans.com slash Coco Peep Show. Again, OnlyFans.com slash Coco Peep Show. And subscribe to our newsletter, you can subscribe at privatepartsunknown.substack.com. There is a link in the episode description for that. And the Private Parts Unknown YouTube channel is popping off, baby. It's youtube.com slash privatepartsunknown. Again, youtube.com slash privatepartsunknown. And make sure you subscribe. It super duper helps us in the algorithm. Shout out to Amy Rausch for the bomb-ass theme music. For more info about Amy and her music, check out amyrausch.com. That is Amy, R-A-A-S-C-H.com. This episode was mixed by my ride-or-die audio guy, Michael Castaneda of Plastic Audio. And after enjoying this content, could we ask you for a quick favor? Just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private and give us a five-star rating and review. It is hot pod summer and we have some rating goals. We are trying to get to 350 ratings on Apple Podcasts and 150 ratings on Spotify by the end of the summer. It helps other people find the show. It makes us feel good and it really helps with guest booking. So to improve your listener experience, help us out with this. Just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private. Or if you're listening on Spotify, you can just go to the upper left-hand corner of our page, click the star button, and then click all five stars. And there's one more way you can help support the show. We are now on the Fountain app. So if you are listening on a V4V platform and you get value from this show, you can support us by sending a boostagram. You can even send a comment along with your boost. And I have to say, those are my very favorite messages to get. Thank you so much for sticking with me until the end. Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring. Love you, privates. Hello. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.